0: this is current k2t
1: yo this is toby colossus
0: and you are listening to the think breaks podcast Welcome back everyone, it is season 2 episode 9 and in the room with me today is um, a very good friend of the show, Uh, it's a guy who has music that is out on Four Corners, Glitch Audio Basics and is in the process of celebrating, well at the time this recording, is celebrating the release of his new 7-track EP, Fall Into Place, it's Mr Ben Rolo! Oi oi! Oi! Thank you for having me on! It's quite surreal being on it's this It's about side of it. time. Yeah, it's so good having you on. How are you doing, man?
1: Yeah, not too bad. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, all good, all good. Feels like this is long overdue. It, so, is, it um, is. It is. Um, I'm excited. I know. Don't worry. We'll be all good. Uh, it'll be so chill. You'll love it here. <laughs> um, we might as well. Um, you know, I mentioned it earlier. A uh, couple of releases already. Four Corners, Glitch, Basics. The quality is high. And, um, I noticed as well that obviously you obviously won the solvent remix competition for pieces. Um, and it's since then that you've really been taking the music
1: more yeah, th- seriously, first of all. isn't it? Yeah. No, first of all, thank you very much for it's high quality. I appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, no, that solvent remix competition really did kind of kick things into place going for me. Um, yeah, because before that, I've just been um, kind of self-releasing. So to win that last year was like a huge shock, really. So, as I've said mm. to them a million times, they're probably bored of me saying it, but huge thank you to the Inmost Boys and the Solvent crew, because it yeah, it's incredible, really. Still can't believe it
0: so um i mean you mentioned that you were self-releasing before and now obviously you've got quite a few labels and you know know, i think it's fair to say you are making moves within our scene um does this mean that you'll stop self-releasing or you know you'll balance the two out like
1: what do you feel like the positives of either or Uh, someone who does both i might self-release in the future but i quite enjoying the whole label process at the moment um I think the main problem when I first started was quality. Um, it wasn't <laughs> always kind of up there. So that's where it's good to have that kind of label step in and go, you need to do this before you kind of push it out, in my opinion. But no, probably, I think self-releasing does have its uh, good good aspects as well. You can build a good following with, like, download gates and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. no, and maybe. I guess... I guess it's more personable as well because it's mm. sort of something that you do your artwork your yeah, mastering 100%. I assume and everything um no it's really nice to see someone who's basically built a career off their own back and then moved on to label game like when they're comfortable it's a good lesson lesson in <laughs> patience yeah and I mean I know we'll talk about it more more you know you've won the solvent. Remix competition. Was that the first Remix competition you did? Something you just wanted to try out? Yeah. How'd that come
1: about? Pieces? Yeah, well, I just I think it was lockdown last March it Hmm. started, if I'm right. And, um, yeah, so obviously I was off work, bored in my house, saw that pop up. Um, Loved in most uh, stuff, so had to go for it, really. Um, Yeah, um, so I think that came together in literally a couple of days because I was so bored it was one of those tunes you know where you just kind of riff with it and um it just came together so that was submitted in a week and yeah luckily they liked it so luckily come on yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a self-step deprecation you know yeah, and I know you always do that. It's every
0: time I see you do that, I'm just like, Stop it, man.
1: Every single time. Terry but... touched on a good point about that, didn't he? Um, how um uh kind of British people tend to mm. have that in their humour, so we do that quite a lot. Um It is. It's
0: it's really yeah. strange, you know, when you go online and so on. Like uh I noticed on your socials as well, because um we'll get into the new EP in a bit, but I did notice that uh at the time this recording, tomorrow you are going live on Alpha Rhythm's channel. And I noticed you were just like, oh yeah, go easy on me, watch me clank. <laughs> and I'm just like, standard British. It um, is, it is.
1: It's, um, it's not always the best thing to do. Of course, you don't want an ego, but I think it's very ingrained into our kind of culture for a lot of us, I seem to find. Mm. <laughs>
0: It's about having that balance between, you know, bigging yourself up and also be- being humble at the same time. Yeah, not
1: yeah. letting that ego get to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's actually a good point. Um, so, seven tracks fall into place Soul deep. It's, I feel like with <coughs> um, EPs and stuff, usually the number you often see is three or four tracks. <coughs> uh, to see seven is often a sign of that artist's quality. Um and in on the label side, it shows the label's belief in that specific person as well, is what I believe. So, um, curious to know how that came about, all the seven tracks. Yeah, well,
1: first of all, appreciate that. Um, basically, I had, I don't know, a bank of, yeah, seven tracks um, ready to go. And um, I thought a couple of them would fit Soul Deep really well. So, yeah, I emailed Scott and... He came back and just went, yeah, of all of these, I want to take them. So I was like, wow, brilliant, because I was only expecting mm. him to, you know, take one or two. Um, so, yeah, big ups to Scott for that. Um, pretty incredible, to be honest. He has that belief in me. Um, yeah.
0: Hmm. Um, and I noticed one of the tracks is a refix of a previous track. Yeah, yeah, no, that was
1: from the recent Unsung Heroes compilation. Mm. Um, from the start of this year, right? Yeah, yeah. So Scott came to me and said, oh, why don't we put this back on the EP just for people who may not have heard it? And I was like, yeah, we can, but I hate that mix. So can I please redo right. it? And it's like, yeah, of course. Um, so that's how that came about. Right,
0: so it's not a fully fledged like <coughs> VIP. No, so it's really can't.
1: a six track EP with a kind of, Three a yeah, three
0: master, so yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, I see as well that uh, we've got three collaborations <coughs> in that release. You know, we've got Echo Motion, Ransom, Full of Love, all good friends of the show. Um, and yeah, like, um, that quite nicely leads into the whole because I know you've been very active in a number of DB communities that have really sort of grown within the last year. Um, How important do you think it is to have that community to further your music career?
1: To be honest, I probably wouldn't have got this far without kind of being in the Think Breaks community, Bad Snares Anonymous, which is Winslow's and uh, Mike Kisses Server. I think that's all really helped having that kind of group to kind of push you on and get feedback from and just to have that kind of day-to-day chat I think is really important it feels like you're kind of um, involved in something in a group and I think that pushes you on to make more music with like-minded people and it's Mm. yeah so if you're you know struggling as a producer I think that's the best thing to do is to kind of reach out to someone who makes similar music to you and just get chatting really Um, yeah it really helped me a lot in lockdown Um, I think The feedback sessions the Think Break's feedback sessions is probably the main reason I wrote this SolDeep EP, to be honest, Um, because, yeah, that was weekly, so it's kind of driving me to make a track every couple of weeks, well, bi-weekly, sorry. And um, obviously, I met um, Jack Echo Motion, Harry Ransom, and uh, Joe Phililoff. Uh, through the think breaks uh, server and that's how these collabs came about as well yeah and it's quite nice <laughs> to see
0: members of the community uh collaborating because i know you do love a collab i mean me and you have that's got some bits, uh... <laughs> yeah of course um ben that think, think breaks as well, <laughs> you know <laughs> That EP should be called Think Break's Feedback Sessions EP to be be. fair. It's okay. I'll let you off on that one. I'll take the royalties. But um, it is nice to see that because um, as well with those three in particular, they all have very different sounds. Mm. And uh, when I first listened to it, it was really nice to hear how, you know, all seven tracks still sound like you, but you can also hear where those guys come in too. So it's quite nice to see um, how easy collab seem to come with you and i know that all three of them have been very complementary in the way that you are because i know like for example ransom was saying the other day how you know you're really fast you you just get ideas down
1: like that and so on um yeah no it was as, um it's uh they these three came together really easily it's not always mm. the case but yeah i think our styles were not so different it was really quite conflicting but um, I think uh, we kind of complemented each other really well on the ideas yeah. we uh, put, put out really so sometimes that's not the case with collabs I've had others that have taken a lot longer because sometimes it's best to just sit on a track for a while and not kind of rush it through um, but yeah these ones came together really smoothly and I yeah, really enjoyed process as well i think that's mm. probably the main thing when it comes to collabs just enjoying music and being honest if it doesn't work just kind of sacking it off and go go in and um, we'll move on to the next kind of thing which has happened yeah. many times so. um that's actually a
0: good point because i mean you know that a lot of our audience are upcoming producers some people who might not have a community or any sort of people that they collaborate with mm. um what sort of advice, like Ben's top three tips for people who are doing a collab with someone, but not quite sure how to work
1: with others. That's a tough one, really. Um, hmm. Well, I'd say be open to other people's ideas. Um, don't really kind of push your idea on it too much. Cause if it's a, if it's like nearly a finished track, you may as well wait a few weeks and just finish it yourself. Really? Um, so that's probably my first one, being quite open. Uh, second, oh, this is a tough question. You've put me on the spot here. Um, what can I say? <laughs> maybe go for people you feel you would get on with, because um, if you have conflicting personalities, I guess it's quite similar to the first point, but um, you'll probably clash a bit too much, and one person mm. will take it this way, one person will take it that way. And the third, um, not sure. <laughs> not sure. I'm not That's sure fair. to be honest. That's my two. There you go. <laughs> two two works. You know, we'll, we'll let you off on that
0: one. Um you know, if you've got another one, you know, we can come back to that one cool. later. Cool. We'll edit it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll just edit it, no problems at all. Um but no, I think I think those are actually really good points as well. Um if that if I was to add anything, is to just be honest if you don't like a certain edition. Yeah. Because um, you know, there's often that time when someone adds, I don't know, like a vocal hook that's out of key or something. <laughs> you you kind of have to just be like, no, it's sorry, out of mate. key.
1: I'm sorry. And that's where you've got to <laughs> kind of gauge um, the kind of person you're working with, because some people mm. will take that on the chin, be like, great. Others might go, well, I put my heart into that. So that's yeah, where you need exactly. that kind of compromise. Um, mm. That's quite important when you're working with others, definitely.
0: And also to make sure that you work for someone with with someone because you like their stuff, not oh, yeah. because they're like not because of clout. There you or go. That's my like third that. tip. Yeah, oh, there we I'll go. See, it, I've helped, helped you out. I've helped <laughs> you out. Um, All interplays Lovely, you peed that. And um, you know, it's something I've been talking about with people recently. But um, sometimes, you know, when I'm driving and so on, I sometimes your tune, Bicycle Day, which is my favourite <laughs> tune, uh, comes in the car. And I'm always there. Like, damn, how does this guy write really happy, uplifting music? Um, Oh, thank you. Is that you're very welcome? Is that (laughs) something that comes quite naturally to you? Like, what are you influenced by?
1: When when I'm looking, what you make. So when I'm looking for chords, I'm always kind of um, trying to add the seventh, make it a bit kind of jazzy. Um, I'm quite influenced by kind of older artists. I quite like some old soul, like Marvin Gaye and stuff like that. Mm. Um, used to listen to a lot of uh, Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that when growing up. So I think that's where this kind of happy, jazzy element comes from. I also love people like LSB who do that very well. Um, So yeah, when I'm looking for chords, I'll either play them in myself or I'll look for, say, old road samples or something like that and um, convert them to MIDI and kind of play Mm -hmm. around with the chords. So that's where they're kind of happy aspect come comes from. Um I also love putting saxophones in my tunes. Yeah, a yep. little bit of a yep. joke. Um so I think also saxophones complement those kind of kind of jazzy happy chords a lot more than dark tunes mm. and stuff stuff like that really. Definitely.
0: <clears throat> um it's interesting I, I noticed you did say that you play chords. So are you classically trained? No, because I know you played a guitar. I've seen you do a couple of guitar
1: videos, but is that the extent of it, or is that piano? Yeah, um, I can play guitar all right. I've been playing since I was quite young, but um, no keyboard training. I kind of uh, cheat a little bit, to be honest, with chords. I've got an Ableton Push 2, and it's got a Ah. scaler on, so you can select your key, choose what you're in. And yeah, oh, so right. that's how. So you just like there like, goes. oh yeah, that, yeah, sounds, that sounds nice. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I do know a little bit, but yeah, not much.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I guess I guess at times it's um, it's more effort than it's worth trying to figure it out mm-hmm. yourself if you can actually because you know at the end of the day we all do use our ears for making yeah. music at the end of the day, right? Um, so yeah, no, that was quite cool to know. Um, <coughs> let's move on to the one and only Patreon because you oh, have yeah. started yours as of march i want to say yeah Was been it march? Going a
1: couple of months now i think
0: yeah um just for the sake of our listeners do you just want to give them an overview of what people can expect on the patreon
1: so yeah on my patreon i mainly kind of set it up because i had a few messages asking for sample packs um so on mine i'll give out monthly sample packs and uh, bonus bootlegs, early listens to label tunes and stuff like that. Um, mainly I did it for kind of myself to force myself to make something at first, but also to kind of to give that little bit back to people who do want to support me. And I'm really grateful for the people who do. Like, I think Toby was saying about your guys a few episodes ago. It really does um blow my mind that people just want to give me money for what i do so <laughs> yeah cuz there's you know there's so many other patrons out there i really appreciate that support really
0: yeah um and i think the fact that you know you've got all these patrons who are willing to support kind of emphasizes again just you know how much these people believe in you as well um so that's really nice yeah, that's to really see and i can see <laughs> I can see that your tier list, uh, this is something we might get on into the afterthought, but I notice your tier list has got uh, titles such as buy me a pack of Rolos, a multi-pack of Rolos, you get
1: my last Rolo. Yeah, I'm surprised Um, you haven't got any uh, Rolo puns in yet, to be honest. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I'm not that great with chocolate puns, but um, for our Think Breaks patrons, if you want to hear a lot of Rolo talk, uh, tune into the afterthought and become a patron. It's well worth it. and he, Ben, has no idea what's happening, so uh, stay tuned. Um, but yeah, so, obviously, I'm not going to say your real name here, but Rolo, is it literally just based on your surname, or are, do you just
1: love Rolo? <laughs> to be honest, I don't really like Rolos.
0: So why? Yeah.
1: Why are you not Ben Twix? <laughs> yeah, it's literally, it's just a kind of stupid nickname from college, high school days, Um When I was choosing a name, I didn't think I'd kind of get this serious with it. And now it's got to this point, I'm like, well, at least no one else is going to pick such a stupid name, you know. So (laughs) 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 at least i will be easy to be. It fits you, though. Yeah. I think it fits you. Um, So definitely
0: no name change on the horizon or anything there. Um, (laughs) With these uh, sample packs you do, Mm -hmm. because you mentioned people have been... um, asking for sample packs which must feel so humbling as well that they want you to give samples um oh yeah really. what is that then usually drums uh, keys usually, what do you it's... usually put in
1: um so yeah usually it's um played in stuff really um so so far i've done saxophone um guitar drums i remember the fourth one but yeah mainly i'm gonna focus on uh played in kind of stuff going forward right so it's usually a different, um,
0: sorry, like a different instrument each time? Or yeah, yeah. are you thinking on moving into, for example, because, um, you know, everyone knows about Splice, Loopmasters and all <laughs> these sorts of things. Um, I know a lot of artist packs tend to have like everything. But then if you look at the sample pack, like companies, they like doing here is a hip hop pack, here is a jazz pack. Is that something you're looking into Um
1: grow further into that's a good idea to be honest i haven't Mm? maybe if it does grow that would be a good idea um i usually will put out polls to see what people are wanting really on the patreon to um give them value for money really um so yeah but that's a good idea i'll jot that one down (laughs)
0: yeah definitely jot it down um it's interesting as well that you've got here um you know you've got a tier the second tier saying detailed feedback you've got your third tier which has got video feedback um and i noticed even the last tier, tier you've got the offer for to actually mix down someone's <laughs> track for them um when it comes to that obviously you know uh, there's a lot of talk about technicals and so on um and you would have probably received some people's tracks what sort of things do you notice that uh, upcoming producers or producers who come to you for help are often doing like a trend.
1: So in drum and bass, it's mainly it's mainly the drums. To be honest, um, mm. a lot of the um, it's mainly the balancing. I seem to find. Um, you know, I'm not the most experienced myself, but um, yeah, it's mainly the kick and snare that needs work, and also the kind of hats and breaks maybe seem a bit thin. What I notice mm. normally, the musicality is always great. Um, haven't noticed anything that's that out of key or anything like that, but yeah, mainly it's uh, it's the fundamentals, uh, drums and the bass coming through, really. Mm. Any sort of uh, tips <clears throat> you would give to people on, like, if you want to do the whole Ben's top three tips again, <laughs> uh, top uh, three tips on kind of mixes and stuff like that, mm. um. So probably first of all, make sure you're in a good listening setup. Try and um, yep. yeah, try and have your kind of speakers away from corners. Treat your room if possible. That's kind of your number one thing to do. If you can't do that, maybe invest in a good pair of headphones or something like that. Um, the Second one is maybe if you're struggling with your kick being lost, maybe not don't sidechain. Uh, so much use a kind of filter to duck that bass every time the kick comes in and um so what could be the third one uh maybe tune your snare to the song so a good trick I like to use for that is to uh, find the key of your song uh, make one in serum I think artifacts has a good tutorial on that um yeah and get that into the key of your song and then you can build your kind of one shots around that kind of in key snare so you know it all fits together really.
0: Mm. Oh I like that actually because then that way there's less chance of the snare sort of sticking out like a sore thumb sort of. Yeah yeah definitely yeah Um, Um, like I said I'm no expert but it works for me. So well, yeah. th- that was what I was gonna get into because you know I think those are quite uh useful tips mm. um Have you ever considered maybe not just for patreon but um public Because I know you did for basics when your e p came out you broke down i think you broke down bicycle day actually, yeah, yeah that was a one. yeah,
1: so um, was yeah, no, I have considered it, but i it's a kind of conflict I had when I was making my patreon like. Can I give that kind of value for money? Can I make this worthwhile for people? And to be honest, I don't think I'd have the time, the job and everything like that. And there's so many other kind of teachers out there, like Willem, for example, who could do a much better job than me. I've only really been doing drum and bass for a couple of years. So I kind of, you know, that imposter syndrome sometimes creeps in. Of course. That, again, was a huge thought pattern going around when I started this Patreon. Luckily, it seems to be going all right. Mm. Um,
0: it does bring me on into the idea of just uh, content creation as a whole, because, I mean, obviously we just talked about when your Basics EP came out, you did the breakdown, and I think you also did a mix for them. <laughs> when your Glitch Audio EP came out, you did a mix for me over at Detached Audio for yeah. a release party, Um. With Fall Into Place, you've got your set at Alpha Rhythms tomorrow. How important do you think it is to have content outside of music yeah. for your
1: stuff? Yeah, no, extremely. it's extremely yeah, important to have some kind of video to go with your release, I feel. Um, mm. Especially if you maybe are on a label and they don't do as much social media work as others. So I know there's a lot of labels that kind of release quite regularly and they, you know, just kind of say out now. So I feel um, when you're on a label like that, it's kind of your responsibility to kind of push it a bit more and make something extra to get people kind of excited for the release. Um, hmm. I would recommend checking out a YouTuber called Damien Keys. He talks a lot about this. Um, he was the owner of BIM, actually, the former owner and yeah there's yeah. uh, some great tips on making interesting content videos and that to go with your releases and how to really kind of push and build that excitement for release day yeah and
0: um i noticed as well it's uh mixes that you've done a lot of dj mixes <laughs> and obviously i will be tuning in tomorrow uh, Thank before you very the game much. of course um any uh, events uh, that you've got coming up? Are you looking to hopefully get some gigs out there?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, but yeah, nothing has really come up just yet. I've only really done um, one show before this and then COVID hit. Okay. So yeah, if any promoters are listening, you know, hit me up. <laughs> get, get this boy if you yeah, want some please, mad please liquid please
0: vibes. Um, We can actually talk about that show. Uh, when was that? Just before
1: COVID, yeah. so, so uh, uh, Where were you playing? Uh, just a local bar, really. December uh, mm. before COVID, um, with a local night in town. I'm in. It's uh, I live in Worthing. That's quite close to Brighton, uh, called Samurai Nights, and they seem to be the only one putting on like dance nights here. So there's a nice little scene here, but if you really want the bookings, I guess you have to go over to Brighton and stuff like that yeah of course <laughs> the bigger
0: clubs are there i yeah, assume as yeah. well right oh yeah, yeah. So great nightlife over there nice um just want to touch back on something earlier with um kind of links to the thing we're talking about collabs and people saying you're really quick um it's really interesting because uh for the people who are listening that might not be in our community we do feedback sessions every two weeks uh on a friday and ben over here almost has a tune every single session. It's quite mad seeing how quick this guy is. Um, so I just want to know about your workflow. How do you get into that flow state to make tunes? At Because obviously, you know, the quality is always high, but I'm curious to know how you do it at such a rapid pace, especially as someone who, you know, you work a full-time job as well. Uh,
1: obviously lockdown, we'll push that aside for a second. Um to be honest yeah we don't want to keep talking about it but lockdown last year was a kind of major factor into why I did get quite a lot written I was quite bored on furlough so these um, feedback sessions along with the Mike Kiss feedback sessions were a bit of a godsend because mm. it was kind of that because I had a deadline um, it kind of pushed me to finish something and get it to the session because I think this um, we touched on it earlier but the uh fall into place ep that's all sent into the think break session yeah so yeah um as in creativity wise um i can't really pinpoint it like uh like a lot of people can't it really does kind of come in waves the cliche term but Mm. like now for example i haven't written anything in a good couple of months um but yeah before that i was writing tunes every couple of days it really depends i think on just mood and what's how busy life mm. is for me personally anyway and how do you go about the process of making
0: tune like uh what's the um how'd you say it like the ticking factor where you're like okay this time how i'm gonna start like for example for me i love i love to find like a good sample and if I can hear a sample in my head, and I can immediately think,
1: "Oh yeah, I can do this," then I could jump in, and I'm in the zone. Mm. What is it like for you? I think I think I'm relatively uh, similar. I will, like I said earlier, I'll uh, I've got like a big bank of kind of road samples I've built up over the years, and I'll kind of um, put that into a drum template that I've made previously. And if I like the um, like the chords, I'll kind of put that down to MIDI, and yeah, it kind of goes from there for me, really. Um, When I'm writing maybe a darker song or something like that, I'll probably start with going to some patches I've already made on Serum or something like that. Um, Yeah, but that's it for that, really. If it's maybe a different genre, again, maybe I'll start with uh, drums or something like that. So, for example, we've been working on some garage bits. Um, Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah, excited for those. Um, So sometimes, again, I'll start with road samples or vocal chops because that's quite common for the genre. Um, So, yeah, it really depends on the kind of style I'm making. I try not to kind of go, right, you need to start with a kind of chord every time because otherwise I'll just Mm. end up making my standard kind of liquid roller, which... It's quite common
0: for me. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I do notice as well is, um, especially in your drum and bass, whether it's a darker sort of tune like um, the tune you've got with Ransom on the hmm. morning to play CDP or even like your classic um, Liquid Rollers is that the drums are very you, as in any time I listen to it, like say if I didn't know <coughs> you, um, like if I didn't see a track list or anything and I'm tuned into someone else's mix, I can often just tell by the drums, oh, yeah, Ben's probably had a chance, like a hand in this in some... I hope it's that's his good. Solo... <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a good thing it is, because it's, um, it's identity, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, but I definitely notice whenever I hear it, I'm like, okay, Ben's either had something to this or either he's the solo artist behind this. Um, it's great to hear, to be honest. <laughs> of course. And I think that's something that a lot of new people mm. tend to struggle with, finding those little... Uh, those little bits whether it's drums or even bass styles that make things dumb um
1: i think that's about reusing elements for me like um hmm. you probably i don't know if you listen to my songs you can probably tell i use the same kick processed in a different way in basically every song um and it's the same with the snare really like i'll use i'll always have a kind of serum layer so that kind of that maybe helps with identity, just figuring out what works for you and just kind of carrying those elements on. Obviously, you don't want to rinse and repeat and make the same kind of song every time, so you've got to watch that. But, yeah, it's about bringing those those elements mm. that kind of you like into your next song, really.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a good point about reusing because I think there's a... Um, a misconception that you almost have to make everything from scratch mm. for every single yeah. tune. Um, so it's really refreshing to hear you say that, um, that, you know, you reuse some bits, mm. because those are the things that add up to make someone's identity, someone's style. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, there's
1: nothing wrong with making it all yourself, but it's just it's time-consuming, isn't it? And if mm. something works where you can sample something, there's no point going like turning that off completely and saying right um I'm gonna make everything from scratch because you just um kind of you get out of your kind of writing flow don't you and end up just not writing at all I remember we kind of talked about it a few months ago when you were trying to write more with MIDI I think you were saying and you were like (laughs) it's not really me I kind of like starting from a source material so we were like Hmm. yeah just Go back to that then and make some tunes. There's no point kind of pigeonholing yourself. That's it. And um,
0: it's something that's so important. Like, I know, you know, you were making the joke about uh, a liquid roller and (laughs) that's what you always make, blah, blah, blah. Um, But, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. There's no need to force yourself to make other things. And usually you can almost tell when someone's forced themselves Mm. to try a different style because um,
1: it just doesn't sound as good. But that's where the importance of being in a kind of community and finding people who make similar music to you so they can be honest and go, right, this feels too a bit too forced. Um, or they can be like, that's a bit too similar to this tune. You could switch this up a bit. So that's the importance of like um, getting feedback from friends and all that kind of thing, I feel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... <clears throat> and obviously you mentioned our sessions, you mentioned Mike Kiss's sessions, mm-hmm. uh, anyone who's listening, be sure to check both out. They're all good fun. Um, but do you find there's a point where there might be too much feedback you're getting and then the song no longer
1: is yours? Like, how do you treat feedback that comes in? Oh, 100%. And how- um, I feel you need to kind of be quite selective with who you send your song to. And maybe when you're in these sessions where, you know, 15, 20 people have something else to say, if it's all conflicting, mm-hmm. you've got to kind of go, right, this is where I was taking it. I'm going to stick to this path. But maybe if someone's like, oh, the kick is a bit too quiet in this and, you know, a few other people agree, that's when you have the kind of problem. But maybe if um you've got an idea of where you want it to go, where you want it to go, like, um, Com- Ugh, lost my words now uh <laughs> um, <laughs> musically um just kind of stick to that because that's that's your idea um yeah that's mm. where feedback um sessions can be a bit uh bad in a way but i think they have yeah more positives and negatives really
0: yeah it's definitely based on what you want to get out of those mm-hmm. sessions in, in a sense um yeah that's really interesting to know and um you know, you've. I know we, you and I have talked about it before, about comfort zones, going yeah. out of comfort yeah. zones. Um, what's the future of Ben Rolo looking like? Not in terms of stuff you've got coming up, but is there anything new that you're trying, you, you want to explore both in content?
1: Um, Content-wise, I want to do more YouTube stuff. I'm trying to mm. do a monthly video if I can. Um, musically, I've been trying out a few different genres. Like we mentioned, we've got a little a bit of a garage bit on the go. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also now the clubs, so I hope, hopefully, opening back up. I want to kind of uh try that dark style a bit more and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's, and obviously, I've got a lot more liquid on the way because that's why I love writing. So, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, of course. Um, with the um with making different genres obviously you know we've mentioned garage mm-hmm. quite a bit now but um how do you feel making different genres do you feel that that in some way advances your drum and bass further
1: oh yeah 100 um i think uh was it Phil for dig say put up a status the other day uh saying how you really need to listen to other other producers outside of DMB and other artists, because if you're um, if you're just kind of listening to the same kind of drum and bass artist, you're just going to churn out the same thing. So it's very important mm. to listen to other genres, and it's also important just to try it, even if it's not going to go anywhere. I feel you're going to learn a lot in that process on the space of a different BPM and stuff like that different kind of mix techniques and you know you could then bring that forward in future productions so like a man new yeah. he's very good at that he's got house bits out and got very distinct Does are really good yeah, yeah yeah great um obviously he's got very distinct drum and bass style and that's probably because he's um made so many different genres listened to so many he can bring that all together
0: mm. um and you know, you mentioned listening to producers outside of drum and bass. Who are you sort of feeling at the moment
1: in non-drum and bass? Um, George IV, I think his name is. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah, George, George yeah, the Fourth. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, him on Garage Shared he's brilliant. Um, my friend Tengu, he's got some great um, bass line and house out at the moment. Um, yeah, those two are really killing it around here. Yeah.
0: And I think Tengu's got some DMB bits with you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I've it, seen some remixes. Yeah, definitely. So how's how'd the hookup come there? Well, we
1: we know each other um in real life Just, actually. Um so yeah, nice. good inspiration on me and helps me out a lot. So yeah, really appreciate that from him.
0: It's interesting as well that, you know, he's he does baseline in the house and he's quite well known mm-hmm. within those communities. Um and you know, to be fair, that sort of music is very far apart yeah. from what you make. Mm-hmm. How important do you think it is to have those connections to people who, I don't want to say don't know anything about drum and bass, but <laughs> are quite quite detached from
1: it? So people who maybe don't make music yeah. or people who make completely different styles? I think it's very important because it's um, you can get into the trap of just showing things around the same circle and it being maybe a bit cliquey um so if you're showing it to you know people who don't even make music they can have a very honest opinion on it Mm. and whereas you know you've got that joke of the beard scratches at the back judging what's how your snare is and everything like that whereas you know the average punter isn't really gonna notice that at the end of the day if it's a good tune it's a good tune so just uh that's it yeah.
0: just unless there's something horrifically wrong but most yeah. of the time <laughs> the average <laughs> the average punter tends to just focus on well divide yeah unless you've um, planned your
1: kick all the way to the right or whatever you know you're probably oh got, damn i was thinking of doing oh, that on
0: somewhere. our carriage track damn oh good work you, my it chances. Go. you know yeah it's about experimentation no, no, like one kick <laughs> that's a fair point with experimentation yeah. and you know jumping out of comfort zones and all um you know we've got a few more minutes yeah it looks like we've got a few more minutes before we wrap up the show um anyone else you're feeling within because you know you're probably someone who's getting a lot of promos and so mm. on anyone else who you're really
1: feeling within our scene that you think our listeners should check out a lot of people from the surfer, funnily enough um echo motion yeah. is killing it showdown is yourself k2t yeah. Oh, stop it! Just yeah, uh, Kipsy has a new tune out. Really loving that. Uh, Fuller Love, mm. DMBB, Toss T on uh, Divination. There's, oh, to be honest, I could sit here and list so many people. Um, there's, you know, there's so many people killing it right now. Sorry mm. if I missed anyone out. Uh, HD, it's another one actually. On Sunny Moves, Finadrift, really funky stuff he's been out. But yeah, no, there's so many people who are really killing it, and it's great to see at the moment.
0: Shows how healthy our scene is, oh, is well, yeah. at the moment, I think, yeah, isn't it? Definitely. There's uh, so much talent coming out. Hey guys, sorry for the random interruption, but uh, I thought I'd just treat you guys to a little bit of bonus, seeing as this episode is kind of short. So uh, here's a little bit of extra tidbits from me and Ben uh, straight after we finish recording. So uh, enjoy, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed the rest of the show as well. Peace. Oh, I love Japan, that 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 yeah, country is just a whole nother i visited once in 2016 oh. and um beautiful place absolutely beautiful there's yeah, something no, for no. there's definitely something for everyone like based on who mm. you are like if you love your nature some beautiful parks yeah uh, if you want to see weird stuff there's a place called robot restaurant which oh, okay. to me was the biggest acid trip of my life <laughs> it was something if you i can find a picture up, of, yeah if i find a picture of the i don't have the a picture of the like event itself because it's like it's like this performance of like nature against technology and there's like these massive metal robots and like cheerleaders and all that Sounds sort of brilliant. stuff oh. but the the waiting room is the maddest trip like oh, yeah. it's so bright mirrors everywhere gold chairs and this guy in a daft punk suit comes out uh playing uh, man in the mirror on the guitar as well. I'm just like, okay, what's going on? I'm being serenaded.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. I love that stuff like I'll that. I'll have to Sorry. send it to you. Yeah, please to do. Send to you. <laughs> Definitely. Even but... just the city landscapes there. Yeah. Just incredible, definitely. aren't they? Yeah.
0: A beautiful place. And the work ethic as well. Obviously some places mm. are a bit unhealthy, but just how clean Japan is. Like, you know, yeah. you go down the streets in England and you know, you'll see litter more often than not, right? Yeah, just how clean the place is as well. Like, two weeks I was there and didn't see a single piece of litter on the floor. Loads of vending machines. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's their thing. (laughs) Beautiful place. But yeah, highly recommend that. A bit of a culture Um, shock if
1: you go there in a way.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Definitely.
1: Um, I bet you felt quite, like, inspired.
0: uh, Felt inspired? Yeah, you know what? I mean, 2016, I wasn't actually producing any music then. I only started making music when I was... uh... April 2017, that's when k t was okay. born. Yeah, so I was unemployed for a long time, mm-hmm. struggling, and I was just like, you know what, let me just try and make some music. Yeah. And a competition came for remixing Titans by Blue Marten. Oh, cool. And my friend Ron, who goes by the name Manu, mm-hmm. was just like, you know what, why don't you try and enter this? And I sent him some ideas, and he was like, uh, you know, you've got some good ideas here, why don't we collab on something in the future? And that's how my detached audio stuff started. Oh, well, yeah, great.
1: Yeah, origin yeah. story. Yeah, similar in a way. Like right. that just proves how yeah important kind of remix competitions are. Really, it kind of excites me, excites you, and we have. I don't know if we did yep. in the last podcast, but a big shout out to uh, Dusky, uh, Mill Street, and Single Purpose. Yeah, they all won winning the um, in most competition. The- brilliant
0: and that's i really want to hear their that tunes safe. i don't think I've, I've heard either yeah. so yeah massive shouts to the three of them um but yeah no i was gonna say with the whole confidence thing with remix competitions as well mm-hmm. i still remember so i used to um i used to do live streams on mixler back in oh, the yeah. day it was just audio no video and i used to usually just mix drum bass tunes i didn't make any and i didn't have any DMB friends at the mm-hmm. time so i just used to mix and there was like a crowd that would always come from forums and stuff and one time i was like all right guys i'm gonna play my own tune this time i did a remix and it was a deep house remix of titans it wasn't even drum and bass and um i was playing it and i was so nervous based on reception (laughs) but then everyone was like you know this is great you know you did well this is your first tune holy crap because i submitted it with two weeks daw experience and i've got a link to it yeah yeah please Love to hear. yeah
1: but just those little, um, that little yeah. confidence boosts, kind of, they really drive you... Change they? everything. Yeah, really drive you to keep writing, yeah. They, well, it's a, yeah. why I took um, producing more seriously last year. It really kind of came yeah. down to place for me, yeah.
0: Exactly, when Solvent are telling you you're good oh, enough mate, to that was, win this competition... That confidence that's confidence boost, I like, yeah. <laughs> Madness. I, I, I've got to say, the, um, the picture of you winning came up on my feed okay. the other day again and I was gonna say it was nice seeing how excited you look <laughs> yeah that
1: huge smile I've got on my face yeah
0: <laughs> madness I've never seen someone so happy yeah that was uh,
1: nerves I think at the time not I didn't even have like yeah, a picture of, of myself online at this point so yeah it's like mm. eh. when they ask for a kind of photo <laughs> it's me yeah you also see that in the kind of breakdown a video i kind of did for them it's just oh, i was shitting it <laughs> yeah but you
0: know you get but again it. i guess now now you're just like yeah you're a lot more yeah i'm oh, still yeah, shitting it, it coming you. on here because uh i really appreciate oh, it well it's your first yeah, exactly. but yeah exactly. it's good to have you for yeah, both no, shows I've loved it, man. Um, loved it. but yeah we're coming up to the end of the show can by. you believe we're almost there it. i know right <laughs> it's it's good i'm glad you did um for the sake of our audience, do you just want to give a quick quit quit? <laughs> let me try it. A quip. Um, do you want to give a quick cheeky plug on where the listeners can find
1: you? Uh, if you want to give more information about your Patreon, cool. and so on. Yeah, brilliant. So you can find me on all socials at Ben Rolo DMB. Um, my Fall Into Place EP featuring uh, Echo Motion, Harry Ransom, and Joe for the Love is out now it should be by the time this goes out yep it's out. cool now. um you can find my patreon or on all my socials if you fancy checking that out and also I'm gonna try and do regular content on YouTube so yeah check that out if you feel like it
0: nice nice and any forthcoming work that uh, you'd like to tease to our audience? things You're allowed to talk about, you know, collabs, I'm not you know, sure if I'm allowed to
1: talk about much, but I can tell you what I've kind of got coming up. Um, so I've got an EP coming out probably in a few months and quite a few singles on different compilations that I'm really excited about. Um, and yeah, hopefully that should wrap up the year for me, but unfortunately, I can't nice. say much more. I'm gonna get in trouble. A really good
0: year as well. Oh, thank you, mate. A really I really appreciate good that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking here and to see the quality because I've got your discography open here mm. and it's just nice to see like all these releases. I can recognize each of your tunes in them just from the artwork um, and yeah, from basics to Glitch to Four Corners. Just nice to see you grow. It's really nice to hear. Yeah, thank you, mate. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, um, <clears throat> that is going to bring us to the end of the show. Um, nice and sweet with the man like Ben. Um If you enjoyed the show, head over to podchaser.com slash thinkbreaks. That's podchaser.com slash thinkbreaks. Uh, Any review helps us, no matter how good or bad it is. Tell us we're the best thing since sliced bread. I appreciate that. Um, And as for our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash thinkbreaks. Uh, Early access to episodes, a bonus show called The Afterthought, which I'm just about to go record with Ben, and More content soon come. Uh we're still working on stuff behind the scenes and we always will be working on stuff behind the scenes. But until then, I've been Karen, he's been Ben, and you've been amazing. So see you all next time. Peace.
1: Peace. Peace. (laughs) Hey.
0: Nah, it's alright, it's alright, it's alright.